This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast, where I'm going to be talking about how to deal with summer holidays when it comes to your pet business content. So as I'm recording this, it's the beginning of July. We are having glorious weather here in the UK and everybody is getting into the holiday spirit. People are going on staycations. Um, some people are even able to go abroad. And um, as you will know, we've had a bit of a strange uh, 18 months really when it's come to holidays. Um, but I think the appetite really is there for people to get away. And if you've got a pet business, then that might impact on your business. It might be really great. It might mean that you're going to have lots of bookings. It might mean that you're going to be really busy or it could mean that you're going to be slightly quieter. So what I'm going to do in this episode is I'm going to talk about how to deal with the summer holidays when it comes to your pet business content. As I say, we've had a really unpredictable um, last 18 months. You might be feeling a little bit unsure about how to make the most of the summer months as well. Um, so what I'm going to do is talk about different things that you can do to boost your um, summer revenue around, along with lots of tips about how to create really good seasonal content as well, which is going to be helpful for your um, current clients and it might attract some new clients to you as well. So. As I'm recording this, I'm on my summer holidays myself. I decided to have an extra weekend um, added onto my summer holiday at the end of June, beginning of July. So if there is a little bit of background noise, do bear with me, I'm in a hotel room and it's above a pub beer garden. So there's a bit of woofing going on. It's a little bit of background noise, but hopefully um, it won't affect this podcast and you will still be able to get the information that um, I'm gonna cover. So. How might holidays affect your business in the first place? So traditionally, the summer months would be really booming. It'd be a really great time for pet businesses. So pet sitters, boarders, pet, if you've got like a pet friendly holiday cottage, they're typically booked up for months in advance over the summer period. So I know we've been trying to book um, dog friendly accommodation. We love a dog friendly holiday cottage. It's been really hard this year. So it's really brilliant if you've got a dog friendly holiday cottage. And I'm hoping as well, if you're a pet sitter or a boarder, you're starting to see those bookings come back as well. Um, if you're a dog trainer or a walker or maybe a product maker, you might find the summertime a little bit more quiet than usual because pet owners will be taking their holidays abroad or they might be having holidays in the UK um, and they might be taking their, their pets with them. Um, Actually, I've said that if you're a product maker, you might be a little bit more quiet. But what I would say is if you've got a summer themed product, that's actually a really good angle for you to talk about it. So before we came away to the Lake District for this trip that we're on with Patch, I went and I know this is really sad, but I went and found I wanted to find him an outfit for his holiday. Um, so I actually found a really good Lakes and Fells pattern collar bandana and lead set from Moomoo and Bear because I wanted him to have something special to take on his holidays. So actually, if you've got a summer related product, maybe you've got something around Wimbledon, maybe something around holidays, maybe something around camper vans or lakes and fells, then actually you can be talking about that and that can bring more sales in. So if you want to talk about, you know, is your pet ready for their summer holiday and you've got a product that relates to that, that could be a really good piece of content. So digressed a little bit there. The other uh, holiday outfits I have is when I take Patch to the seaside when we go to Robin Hood's Bay, I've got a nautical set from Leo, Charlie and me. So I put that on in when we go away in the winter to Robin Hood's Bay. Anyway, I'll stop talking about Patch's holiday outfits. Um, 
So yeah, this year's a bit different. Lots of pet owners are opting for staycations with their dogs, so there might not be as much appetite for holiday pet care. But there are things that you can do to get your business, um, you know, get your business thriving again, and we'll get to those shortly. Um, as I say, if you're a pet brand with an e-commerce e store, then you may have been hit with a bit of a slump in sales. Again, it's because everyone is so excited. The country's unlocked. We're going out again. We're going to the pub again. We're going to we're going out for meals. We've also got the World Cup going on, haven't we? So that's been like mega England won. Um, England beat Germany a couple of days ago as I'm recording this podcast um, in July 2021. So, you know, the nation is out, they're watching the football, they're getting, they're enjoying the sunshine. We're relaxing over the social distancing measures now. Um, so we're spending less time online, but it isn't going to last forever. So how can we use the holidays to boost our business? Now, I was listening to another podcast um, a couple of days ago by Janet Murray, who I know if you're a regular listener, you'll have heard me talk about her before. She was actually talking about how a lot of people take the whole summer off. Now, as a, I'm, I don't have children myself, um, I've always, you know, I've always kind of worked quite long hours and been self-employed for 15 years uh, this year. The idea of having the whole summer off is like, crikey, I just couldn't ever imagine it happen. Um, but what I was going to say is we can actually use um, the holidays to boost our business, even if we are a little bit quiet. Um, we can think about, you know, creating other opportunities. Um, and if we look at the last year as an example, we've seen so many people make changes in the business and make the best of a really difficult time. And these months coming up over the summer are no different. So if you are feeling like it's a little bit quiet and you're in a bit of a lull at the moment, let's be let's use this podcast let's give you some ideas let's be creative and make the summer months work for you um so yeah again like, like i say so many people have learned so many different skills during lockdown people are taking the businesses online they've really adapted they've really pivoted they've really changed and we can we can we can apply what we've done over the last year and we can use that for the summer months as well so let's have a little bit of a think about how we can do this Okay, so let's first of all look at dog walkers, pet sitters and dog trainers. So I know of a few dog trainers who've been so busy, they've literally not been able to catch their breath, which is brilliant. Um, and a lot of them are building up waiting lists. So if you're in that position, fantastic. Um, you might not be quite so busy at the moment because people might be away. Um, you might have some more time for a bit more admin and what you can do is actually start building up a wait list, a wait list so at the end of the holidays you've got a database of people who want to work with you um, to go and return to when the holidays end in September. So you can get people to sign up to your wait list on social media or they can do that on your website, they can do it via email, they can do it in lots of different ways but just make sure you're getting those people who are looking to want to work with you onto a wait list and you can pick it up when they're ready or when you're ready when you've got the availability. The other thing to think about is are there any additional needs that your clients might have that you could help them with. So we've got people who are really keen to get out again and then we've also got dogs who aren't used to being left alone so you might want to consider offer offering things like weekend or evening pet visits pet walks pet sitting daycare services that kind of thing um, you might even want to package up something around weekends you might want to package something up around daycare you might want to do something around pet sitting or visits that kind of thing um, that's kind of tailored for the summer months when people might be out and about a bit more 
The other thing to think about as well is there's going to be lots of young dogs um, and cats as well. Lots of young pets have been have been brought into our homes and into our lives during lockdown. So what can you do to go and support them? Is there anything that you can offer that's going to help ease them or ease them into normal life when their owners go back to work? Can you create anything around preventing separation anxiety, that kind of thing? Be thinking ahead to what's going to happen at the end of summer when people go back to work, when the kids are back at school, we're not backwards and forwards in and out of all these different lockdowns um, and how they can get that pet used to being at home on their own for a longer period of time. The other thing that you might want to think about is you might, you know, pet parents might need the help of a trainer to teach their dog how to behave themselves in new environments like restaurants and beer gardens so they can make their dog behave well when they're out and about. Um, now, another thing that you might want to think about as well is things like recall, things like teaching dogs how to behave when out and about, when you know how to stop them going from running over to steal food from people's picnics, which I know I see a lot on social media. A lot of my a lot of people I follow have terriers, so I often see posts about them invading picnics and that kind of thing. So how can we think about the things that happen in summer, what the struggles or the challenges that, that pet owners have and what can we provide to them to help them um, you know can you maybe offer a workshop or course or even an online thing around teaching recall or drop or leave um, that could be really welcome for dog owners um, during the summer so it's about being a little bit clever and thinking about what do people need so next up we've got dog borders so if you've got like a dog boarding kennels or if you're a home boarder or even a pet sitter as well then there might be people who are booking their dogs in with you. So you might not have um, as many borders as you might do ordinarily, although, as I say, um, different parts of Europe are opening up now. People are booking holidays again. Um, and I think I was reading in the paper actually recently about how a lot of people, and I know this isn't a very nice thing to do, but a lot of people are booking two holidays. So they're booking one abroad and one in the UK. So if the one, if we're allowed to travel abroad, they can go on the foreign holiday. And if that falls through or if they get put into a different zone so we can't travel there, then they're going to holiday in the UK. But what um, what boarders might find happen is that people have, you know, people book holidays at the last minute. They need some somewhere to send their dog. So, again, when you're talking about your content and your your marketing, your social media, you can be looking at what's happening on the news and putting posts out there that are going to potentially attract the eye of people who are looking for somewhere to put their dog or to leave their pet when they go on holiday overseas. So another thing to think about is if you've got like a boarding or you offer pet sitting or you offer daycare or overnight stays, could you offer them to holidaymakers in your area as well? So if let's, let's say, for example, somebody goes away with their dog to a dog friendly destination, but they want to go out for a meal for the night and they're going to a restaurant where they can't take the dog. Could you maybe collaborate with the dog friendly holiday cottages or the hotels to offer baby, basically babysitting for pets when their owners aren't able to take them with them? Um, that could mean that the dog has a little break on their own. They get to see, they get to meet you, um, that you obviously get the nice custom from it and the owners are able to go and explore different places and they don't have the worry of leaving the dog on their own or not being able to go to those particular places. Now, I know personally, I would never really want to leave Patch when I'm on holiday with him. We always find dog friendly places to go to. But I know, um, you know, when I've spoken to other people when we've been on holiday, they haven't brought the dog because they've wanted to go to different restaurants. Um, 
which but actually if they had brought the dog with them and they had that service available they could have um, you know kept the dog with them but just had a babysitter for their dog for the night so that's another idea if you are pet sitter or you offer boarding or daycare all those different things you basically offer a safe place for the dog to go but it just means that the family can go and enjoy um, some time without their dog which again sounds a bit weird but it is something that you could think about so then we've got dog groomers. So I know that the summer months are really busy for groomers. It's a time of year when everyone is suddenly really desperate to get booked in immediately, particularly if, you know, their dog has been become a little bit unruly over lockdown or if the weather heats up, then it's something that we just think, OK, we need to have we need to go and have our dog groomed. So are there any additional services or resources that you could offer to clients in between grooms to help keep their dog comfortable? Um, so there's all kinds of different things that you could do. I know one of my clients, Anna Pollard from the Dog House in Leicester, she does some really brilliant webinar um, programs where she will teach her clients how to, um, how to do things like clean their dog's teeth. Um, and she's also, she's also done some really good webinars which are paid for around how to groom your dog at home and what to do in between grooms. Um, the other thing that you could do as well is you could just have regular appointments. So you could get, get into a situation where your clients book in regular slots, they book in every six weeks or every four weeks or however, however, however often they need to book in. Um, and you might be able to get them on some kind of retainer system so they don't miss a groom. So if you are fully booked, I think it's more than reasonable to ask for, um, you know, for either some of the costs to be met up front or to be on some kind of retainer system and um, they know the dog's going to be seen regularly they know things won't get out of the hand you've got the benefit of knowing that you've got this regular payment and regular income coming in um, and yeah that's another thing that you can offer as a dog groomer and also um, you know just kind of summer freshen ups as well things like that or you know post-holiday grooms if a dog's been in the sea lots and you know that the, dog, the coat might become matted that kind of thing is there something that you could maybe package up that might not be as expensive as a regular groom but could be a nice little um, thing for people to come back come back to you with when they come back from the holidays with their dog um, next up we've got e-commerce and product makers so we know that summer sales might take a bit of a dip i know some of the people i've been working with have been talking about how quiet it's been online um, and I know I've talked, at this, talked about this at the beginning. We're all just so excited to get out again, aren't we? So it is kind of inevitable. But if, as I was saying, if you've got anything that lends itself to the season, so things like cooling mats, you know, drying robes, summer prints, holiday prints, camper van prints, um, you know, lakes and fell prints, nautical things. I saw somebody, I think it was Nadia from Moo and Bear, uh, she had a Wimbledon print collar. Also, Paula from Eco Dog Design had a Wimbledon print collar with strawberries on. So, yeah, have a think about those like limited edition summer prints and designs that people haven't seen before, but they will absolutely love for their holidays. Um, so that could be a really nice thing you could do for um, if you are a product business. Um, also, like when it's too hot to go out with our dogs as well, um, it's a good time to talk about enrichment products that will take away the guilt of us not walking them as much. So um, can you put together like an enrichment bundle or a gift box full of lovely treats, things like snuffle mats, um, things like licky mats, all those kind of things where you package up a lot of products that lend themselves to the summer months and the you know enrichment activities um, that people can think about um, buying for their pet. So 
they're your ideas for the kind of things that you could be talking about in your content or products or packages, that kind of thing that you can be coming up with during the summer months if you're quiet. Um, I know I'm always banging on about content and creating decent content on your website. Um, I've also seen a lot of people who are inside of my membership program come up with really good summer related story ideas and get publicity from them, which is brilliant. Um, so now is the time, if you are a little bit quiet, to have a think about um, you know, promoting your business, getting media coverage, getting your name out there, particularly for the new pet owners. Um, and again, I've got lots of podcasts that will help you with that. If there is anything specific that you do need, um, then do send me a DM. I'm at Rachel Spencer UK on social media. Um, and if there's something that you're thinking of doing when it comes to getting publicity, um, I can point you in the right direction of a resource um, or podcast that I might have available to help you. So say, for example, you might want to do something around, you know, tips on how to keep your dog cool in the summer months, pitch that to your local paper. If you needed some help with a picture or a press release podcast, then I can direct you to that. In fact, I'll just link to it in the show notes. There will be a link to what's the difference between a picture and a press release podcast in these show notes. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can go and find it um, and that will help you if you had a particular media pitch that you wanted to put forward. The other thing you can do as well in the summer months, if it is a little bit quieter, is have a, you know, work on your website, you know, do those things that you put off that you don't usually want to do. I'm going to be, I'm updating my website this summer as well, so I'll be in it with you. But maybe having a look over your website, refreshing any old pages, checking for broken links, all that kind of thing, making sure that you're ranking for the things you want to rank for. Um, so that's something that you can be doing when things are a little bit quiet. Um, so as always, I do like to give you some kind of practical content ideas as well. So if you are using these summer months when you're a bit quieter to create valuable content um, that you can use on your website to bring in people who are looking for the product and service that you offer, that you can use on your social media, you can use in your emails or any printed marketing, marketing material like newsletters that you use, um, you can these content ideas will help you because they're summer related and it will give your audience your followers your clients something helpful to consume okay so next i'm going to go through 11 summer content ideas for your pet business so first of all we have got heat stroke signs and treatment so with this you could help raise awareness of the signs of heat stroke and how to avoid it i mean how awful is it every year we see so many articles don't we about dogs being left in cars or dogs running around in the heat and then collapsing or dogs um you know in just being at, i'm in the lake district at the moment been so paranoid because i've read so many stories over the years about dogs playing in lakes drinking too much lake water and having that thing where they where they basically overhydrate and there's been some fatal cases so these are all the things that you can be talking about if you want to what are the signs of heat stroke, heat stroke and how to avoid it, including obviously seeking urgent vet advice um, or vet care. Um, so that's one thing that you can look at, heat stroke, you know, dogs and cars, all of those things. How hot is too hot to walk? Again, we can't share this enough. Year after year, we see well-meaning dog owners taking their dogs out in the heat. We see those awful photos of blistered paws and you know exhausted dogs. So if you're a dog walker, you can talk about what you're doing to keep the dogs in your care safer in hot weather. So a few weeks ago, I went to see Katie Doyle from Forever Friends Pet Services. I went to the field where she goes and she cares for her dogs. And it's amazing. It's just a brilliant, brilliant place. Um, and her setup is wonderful because she's got a really lovely wooded shaded area. And then 
she's got the main field where all the activities are so she could talk about you know what she does when it's too hot for her dogs to be walked she can show the you know where they go to she can talk about the steps that she puts in place so that's just an example of how you can talk about the temperature and also come across as a responsible and sensible pet professional um, the other thing that we can also talk about in the summer months, which is a bit grim, but you know, again, it's something we can't, we can't hear about enough, is ticks. So the warmer weather means more ticks around. So you can talk to your followers or your clients about where they lurk, how to remove them safely, and preventative measures that they can try, maybe insect repellents, or you know, if you're a groomer, you could talk about how to check over your dog after a walk. If you're a walker, you can talk about how to check over your dog after a walk. And um, whatever it is that you do in your business, you can talk about ticks and how to, how to remove them, how to prevent them. Again, if you have like a pet store, you can have products in there that are relevant to this. If you, um, you know, you might even, I've, I've bought all kinds of products where I've had a tick remover scent as part of that. So once I've, I've bought some products from For All Dog Kind Grooming, and they actually sent a tick remover in with the bundle. So again, if you have a grooming product and it's relate, it does anything related to ticks, then you can talk about ticks in your content. Another thing, another topic is grass seeds. So another common summer ailment um, around for dogs is grass seeds. And you can talk about, you know, how they affect dogs, how to treat them, what to avoid. I've recently just written about hay fever and how pollen affects pets as well. So again, grass seeds, pollen, all kind of thought they're all very similar things. So we can talk about how grass seeds and pollen um, impacts on our dogs. Again, if you wanted to write about hay fever as well, you could include that um, in a blog about grass seeds and how they can affect our dogs. Um, another bit of a fun thing that you could do is talk about picnic survival tips. So you can talk about how to help um, dog owners with tips and services to solve their summer picnic woes. Um, so you could talk about recall, or you could talk about you know how to make sure your dog drops, so how to teach your dog the drop thing um, what to do when you're having a picnic with your dog what food to avoid what to do if you see people having a picnic and your dog is off lead um, you know you could talk about like what to take on a picnic if your dog's going with you how to keep your dog in the shade when you're on a picnic you might talk about you know taking like a little tent for them all kinds of different things you know how to get your children to behave around dogs if you are on a picnic loads of different things you can do around picnic survival trips uh, tips you can have lots of fun with that as well um, we can again we've talked about what's happened when, when the weather hots up we can also talk about you know ideal places to walk your dog or places to go to when it's hot so we can talk about shady walking spots we can talk about local spots with clean streams or rivers for paddling so you can make it really localized so dog owners in your area can think about places where they can go. You can also talk about dangerous spots as well. So if there's been um, green algae or Alabama rock cases, that kind of thing, you might want to highlight those as well. Um, so let's say if you are, God, I know I say this all the time, but I'm gonna change it. Let's say if you're a dog walker in Cheshire, I was gonna say Newcastle, you could talk about the different forests that you can go to. You could talk about the reservoirs, you could talk about the streams, you can talk about the different rivers that you can take your dogs to. Um, so you can basically come up with a recommended list of places to walk your dog in the summer, which is going to be really great for driving traffic to your website, particularly if you're a dog walker, because people are going to be searching for dog walks. Cheshire, if they find you and they've got a dog in Cheshire and they need a walker, they've 
come across you and it's a really helpful piece of content. This is also the kind of content that goes right up to the first page of Google. Done these myself, I know it works. So absolutely share these really helpful blogs about places to walk in your area and it will get you seen by local pet owners, I can guarantee you. Really good to share on social media as well. Um, you could talk about a few years ago, I was walking um, Patch in Jasmine Dean and his ball fell in the Dean and I didn't, at the time, I didn't think he could swim. He'd never really gone in water before and it was his favourite ball and I was like, oh my gosh, what if he jumps in with, and you know, he drowns because I do like to catastrophize. Um, so actually you could talk about, um, you know, how to, how to take your dog swimming, how to get your dog, how to start your dog swimming, how to teach your dog to swim. Um, you could talk about, you know, there could be a hydrotherapy pool or a dog pool in your area who you could collaborate with. So particularly for the people who have got young dogs, people who've got dogs in lockdown, people who don't know whether their dogs can swim or not, if you can, um, you know, if you can talk about places where you can help teach your dog to swim, or if there's a local hydrotherapy pool or, or centre where you could actually, you know, go and learn to swim with your dog, you can collaborate with them and that's going to be really helpful. Again, you can also talk about local places where your dog can, you know, paddle, like rivers, lakes, that kind of thing. Um, wild swimming with dogs. Now, people do actually search for, you know, places where they can swim with their dog. So again, you can make that really localised to you and share places for where they can do that safely. Um, another one is dog-friendly beaches. So you can cover dog-friendly beaches where you are. Um, you can give really helpful information on things like parking, whether the beach is dog-friendly in this particular time of year. I know some of the beaches where I am up in the northeast, they're dog-friendly from, dog from November to May. And then between May and November, they have like certain areas where you can take your dog. Um, so if you, you know, if you're a dog business up in Newcastle, you could talk about dog-friendly beaches in Newcastle. You could go through lots of different beaches and you can talk about the uh, restrictions on each one, whether it's sandy or stony, what to take with you, um, if there's parking, if there's loose, all that, all that really helpful information, which again is going to light up new dog owners in your area and make them take notice of you and what you do. Um, water safety, again, touched on this before, I mentioned um, blue algae. Um, we can't talk about we can't talk enough about you know water safety with dogs, particularly um, particularly when it comes to you know dogs being lost at sea. I remember doing something a few years ago with the RNLI, and it was a really staggering statistic um, about how many how many people die basically going to try to save their dog. It was so so frightening, honestly. So I've just looked up this story. It was back in 2018, and it was a campaign by the RNLI and Vets for Pets. And basically, um, they launched a campaign to highlight the risks of going into the water to save panicking pets. Now, they said it's far more likely that a human will drown than an animal. And back in 2018, they said that more than 200 people have lost their lives in the around the coastline since 2011, many trying to rescue their dogs. So that's a really frightening statistic. Um, their advice is to call the Coast Guard, call, one, uh, call 999, um, the lifeboats will come to, you know, they'll come and rescue you. Um, so definitely, you know, the, the message from the RNLI is to ask for the Coast Guard and go and get help rather than go after your animal. Um, so I know it's really scary. I know if you see your dog struggling, you can't imagine what, what it must be like. But, you know, water safety is a really important thing, isn't it? And you've got to, um, 
yeah, you've got to also, much as we love our dogs, we've got to think about ourselves and our personal safety as well. Um, the other thing around water safety is around things like blue algae, um, retrieving balls or toys in water, um, keeping away from wildlife, um, and also that thing that I talked about earlier where dogs, you know, people think, you know, their dog going in and out of water is going to keep them cool all day, but actually they can overhydrate and that can be fatal. Um, I've probably explained that in a really basic way, but I think you know what I mean. We don't want them to have too much water. Um, and then the final thing is, I touched on it earlier, um, is enrichment games. So we talked about how to, um, you know, how to do this if you've got an enrichment product. You can share enrichment games that are going to help keep pets entertained um, while they're at home and it's too hot to walk. So you can talk about enrichment games, you can talk about enrichment products, you can talk about how to make your own toys, trick training, product roundups, frozen recipes for dogs, all kinds of different things that you can talk about there. So that is um, 11 ideas for you when it comes to content. And if that doesn't keep you busy all summer, then I don't really know what is. Um, but I hope that's going to be helpful for you. Um, and as I have to say, if the holidays are a quiet time for you, then it's a really good opportunity to work on creating content and raise your visibility. So when the holidays are over, you're ready to you know, come back with a bang. Um, also, keep an eye on local Facebook groups or community groups and see the kind of things that people are asking questions about, the struggles that people are coming up with and consider if, if there's anything that you can offer to help with. Um, if there's a question coming up over and over again in a Facebook group, that's something that's worth you addressing in your content in your pet business. Um, and by that, I mean your core content on your website. So the content that you write either on your blog um, and then you then obviously repurpose and send out on social media and to your emails, that kind of thing. If questions are coming up over and over again, um, it's always worth addressing them in your content. I talk a lot about this, but as I say, um, do consider that. Um, and yeah, and if, you know, if other pet businesses in your area are particularly busy, then do think if there's anything that you can offer. So when I was talking earlier about the dog friendly holiday lets, they might be interested in promoting your product or service. Um, and that could be really beneficial for you. Let's say if you make if you make really lovely um, pet accessories or really lovely treats, you could maybe go and offer samples to the local dog friendly holiday lets. Let's say if you offer dog walking or daycare or you know dog babysitting, as I talked about earlier, you could make yourself known to the local dog friendly holiday lets. And then if people do need a bit of a hand with their pet, or if they just want to have a night or an afternoon um, on their own, then they can get in touch with you, can't they? So I hope you found that helpful. And the final thing I'm going to say to you is this. I know I've said, oh, you know, if it is quiet, then, you know, you can use this downtime to work on your business. I also do believe um, in enjoying the holidays yourself as well. So I know, obviously, I'm I'm do, doing do as I say and not as I do. I'm recording this podcast on my extra piece of holiday, but I do believe um, in taking time off so we can relax and recharge. Um, we do spend so much time working on our businesses and downtime is really important so you can come back feeling refreshed. So do do please take some time out for yourself. Do have a holiday yourself this year, but then when you are obviously working, I hope this chat about holidays and what we can do to make them work for our content is going to be helpful for you as well. So as always, if you've got any questions, do come and let me know. I'm at Rachel Spencer UK on all social media platforms. And you can also come and say hello in my free Facebook group, which is Publicity Tips for Pet Businesses. So if you're not there already, do come and join us. I'll link to it in the show notes and I hope you have a lovely summer holiday. 
Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.